Swillians, this episode of Blitz is brought to you by Ocean and Earth. O&E, the official hardware and accessories partner of the Swillians. Surf hats, board bags, tail pads, ponchos, leggies, repair kits, storage, MR soft tops. Mate, it's the biggest selection of accessories out there designed to keep your surf stoke happening. Uh, it's Australian owned, primo gear built to last, and it's been around since 1979 when Brian... Gecko Cregan first decided that surfing for life was a pretty fucking good lark. And uh, how can you not back that in? Uh, one of the OG trailblazers is uh, Cregan. Still churning out the surf stoke prod. Get on it now. Oceanandearth.com.au. Buff yourself out. Competition surfing. Rashies. Yes, welcome to Blitzed Pure Tua Nerdism. We're here to wrap the sunset Mm. event a little bit belatedly and provide a Portugal preview. Vaughn, pretty incredible event. Mm. Scored really high on the shot rating for me. Uh, How hard did you shut yourself this time around, Smithy? Mate, between uh, you know ripping a couple of Pukalolo blends on the beach with Pagey and a couple of Vortex Shaman and mm. John John Florence clinics in the juice, I shat myself pretty hard. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I threw a four at this. Four out of five mm. on the shot rating. S for skits, H for himad, A for are you kidding me? And T for torture. Um, from what I saw, which, you know, admittedly wasn't everything due to the fact the waves were absolutely firing mm. along the seven-mile miracle during the comp, um, it was a quality event. Reminiscent for me of watching test cricket at times, just the, you know, you really had to settle in there for a long day of action, mm. couple of drinks breaks, a yep. couple of smokos, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just the, the, a beautiful canvas, uh, you know, opportunity for everyone, lots of waves ridden, really yep. elite surfing, on rail, pure stuff in the juice, that's what we go to Hawaii for, and we got it in spades, rinsed corn. Agree. Uh, also had a four, solid four, Smivy. Um, I mean, there was a day of absolute horse shit in there. Uh, the round one of the men's, I was just, fuck, what a dog's brekkie. But um, I actually enjoyed it too. I, I, I don't know. There's something about watching the best surfs in the world just thrown into a fucking gurgling toilet bowl and just having to deal with all the, you know, the little nards and the fucking corks floating around <laughs> in there, Smivy. Um, but I don't mind a bit of fucking rip bowl chaos. And uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know if it was just a, a mood thing and I was just in the mood to see these fucking, you know, these these elite athletes just have to deal with a bit of fucking classic after-school onshore fucking guff. But once it cleaned up, man, and the sets, uh, you know, that, that ribbed-out, warbling, but sort of clean-faced offshore showed its, showed its uh, teeth or just uh, prevent, presented this with that canvas, mate. I was all in. I was all in from that point on and, fuck, there was a lot to love, man. And... and you just, you'd know, having been there, the girth of sunset, mate. The girth. I haven't seen girth like that, mate, since William Cardosa fucking 
stood next to me at the fucking urinal at the Margaret River Masters, mate. That's the sort of girth <laughs> I'm talking about. It's a big, beefy, thick thing out there, isn't it? And it even uh, it, it makes the performances that we did see just all the more remarkable, again, in particular from the women, man. Fwah! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, we'll rip straight into it. Best wave, I mean, freak. Hard to split. There's two waves in this convo for me. Yeah. And uh, the the first is the obvious. It, it's Molly Picklums. Yeah. Like tail drop, Rio under the lip, fucking just turn that was set, heard around the world, stopped the internet, broke mm-hmm. the internet. It did. Uh, was it a nine six seven for a single maneuver and just male or female? You just had to be picking your jaw up off the ground yeah. after that one. Yeah, even she was completely stunned that she made that turn. And uh, you know, we were lucky enough to speak with her the morning after the events, maybe. And she, uh, you can have a listen, scroll back a couple. Uh, it's worth having a, a listen because you can still hear it in her voice that she just goes, "What the fuck?" But the moment. That turn came to life was when she was coming off the bottom. She knew it was a big section and she just went, fuck it, I'm going for it. And, you know, like, that's the fuck. That's what we're loving about these women this year, man. Like, gone are the days of just hanging on and trying to make it work. Like, it is attack mode. And, yeah, for me, uh, the Molly Snapper, it's like a just more cannon fire, just rippling out over the fucking the surfing universe at the moment. Uh, the Shelly Beach grit merchant, she just. Went after it so hard at pipe, changed the game there. That was talked about, you know, a lot by you and I, but all over the world as well. Um, but, yeah, this thing, fuck, she just ripped this comp a new one, mate. Mm. I mean, she ripped it up so hard. It was just nothing but ribcage bones and feathers at the end of the end mm. of the day. And I just love seeing that, mate. Shelly Beach. Shelly Beach is finest. Do you expect anything less, Smithy? Oh, nah, no, you don't. No, nah. and you, the tenacity she goes after it with, you've got to credit to a local surfing community. Like, we know a lot of the characters there really well, and they are just unapologetic grip merchants. Like, they rip in. Mm. They expect you to go hard, uh, whether it's slabs or, or big closeout sections like that, or, you know, esteemed competitors, mm. tenure on tour. They expect you to go hard at every single one of them. That's the kind of culture down there. And, That's and it. she's doing them so proud, and mm. she's... You know, doing Australia really proud in that respect too because I think that that's that kind of underdog battler spirit is what we expect from our sportsmen and women. And, mate, she's fucking as dinky die. <laughs> she's True blue. Packing another one, ripping another one. Just uh, giving it. But, mate, uh, just on that, you know, um, geez, Shelly has – North Shelly has a couple more grip merchants just right on her heels nipping at the big time. I, I was in Fiji uh, on a pretty beasty swell – uh, just recently, and who happens to be out there, Joel and Huey Vaughan, and I was just like, fucking look at these two, mate, just going after it. Uh, a good time for that particular beach, mm. but fuck, dude, it's, it's, it is a throwback to sort of what we loved about Australian surf, and these guys are characters too, you know, and they've got a bit of moxie about them. They've got mm. a bit of fucking like get up and get in your grill. And it's not like your perfect point break scenario down there. It's kind of a more like windy, wobbly mm. East Coast beach breaks, a couple of mutant slabs, like a couple of semi points, but but not the Gold Coast variety, like North yeah. Coast variety. That's for sure. It's it, you got to work for your waves down there. It's not perfect, but I, I think that kind of you know, if the the success of the Brazilians is any gauge, I think that versatility and that ability to kind of generate speed with good technique and style. Uh, all those things really seem to favour this this modern skill set and, mm. and the success of, of, of modern surfers. Yep. 
The other wave that really got me going, Vaughn, I watched it live on the final, uh, in the final, on the beach uh, there at Sunset. That was Jack Robbo's double barrel. Yes. In the final, uh, I mean, how it wasn't a 10 just boggles my mind. Like, who gets two barrels at Sunset? Uh, you know, biggest wave of the heat, dropped in, bottom turned into a huge carve in the bowl, straight onto the fo- foam ball and without breaking his rail line, pulled straight into a big chamber. Watching it live, I just thought there's no way he's making this. The thing kind of ran off on him, it clamped. It's the Vortex Shaman rinsed corn. <laughs> he doggy doored an impossible section. The lip hit him in the head and, and almost kind of improved his line. Like mm. It's almost like he, he, he saw the lip come and just fucking gave it a little Ronaldo <laughs> headbutt. A R- classic fucking Bondi, just for Liverpool kiss. <laughs> just rode the shockwave out and uh, kind of just put him right into the spot again. Mm. Another just buries the inside rail, washes off a little speed, a little re- adjustment for a second cone to puff out. Yeah. Just sublime surfing. It was unbelievable. I was screaming, mm. causing a right old scene in the VIP zone <laughs> at sunset. Which, uh, as an aside, shout out to the Woz for, for giving Smithy a bracelet. I was wearing the same pants I've been wearing for fucking like six days. I was covered in sore stains. I went straight to the uh, the, 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 the kind of health food bar. All yeah. I had was just these health food bars and peanut. I ate so much. I felt sick. Yeah. Pretty much was in fetal position in the VIP area. And I remember just going, fucking, what is that smell? Mm. It was me. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> reeked. Reeked like some kind of been living in a tent for two weeks, yeah. which is exactly... So this is pre the wave too, when the shat rating went right through the roof. This yeah. is pre-shat experience. Yeah. That you have already had the stank on. That's right. It ripped me straight out of my nut fug and... <laughs> I was just chortling and screaming, full of Aussie pride, a clean sweep, Vaughn. How good was it? Oh, it was just insane. What a day for Australian surfing, yeah. And the Robbo wave was so incredible, man. Like, fuck, I was a little nervous about, you know, Kanoa getting on his roll and and feeling it, especially when he's, uh, you know, when you're on the back of a a second place and you you make that consecutive final, you're thinking, fuck, here we go, I'm on here. This is not going to let this happen again. But Robbo just went full Spiro vibe, mate. Uh, little Zen on the beach to watch his his dad in his first ever final. Uh, not that he could probably see that far. He probably just had his head nestled firmly in the bosom. Um, and uh, yeah, mate. Like I, I just reckon, um, fuck it was it was a spiritual performance. A eh? classic vortex shaman, mate. Always in the right spot, finding the nugs in the pit when no one else could. He did it in a couple of other heats as well, where he was just draining from behind. Dealing with the ribs, like just oh yeah, got ripped, such a got ripped off on the on the ten in the final. But yeah. there was a seven five earlier in the event. Yeah. I think it was the, the round of sixteen day, and again, no one had been pitted all day. And there's Robbo just parking it super deep, just Fully. manufacturing yeah. cones, chipped on that one too. Yeah. The judges they owe him a bit of juice. They they do. I think that um, what I really loved about that wave in particular was that hack. When you go and have a really close look at it you might mistake yourself into thinking that there's a little bit of bogging there because it goes all messy, you know, there's quite a bit of spray. And uh, typically that can mean that, you know, you've caught a little rail or it's hit your heel or something, but you have a look at the fucking carnage on that turn, Smithy. Um, He pushes it so hard that, as you said, it sort of pushes him back into the, the pocket so deep that he really just has to just fucking extend like a motherfucker to just miss the guillotine on that barrel section. Everything about it is just perfect timing. Sublime is the word, mate. You absolutely nailed it. And Yeah, I think we all felt 
uh, after you know last year's disappointment at Sunset that that Robbo got to lift the trophy that he's he's really you know he's deserved it since he was fourteen years mm. old out there. His relationship is just so pure with that joint. Isn't like it? he pulls off the kind of surfing that just doesn't seem possible until he lays down those rails and manages to get up in into the pit once, twice. Uh, you know, it's the stuff that just elicits that guttural groan, the full war cry where you're losing your mind mm. and you don't get that feeling very often. Nah. Watch, you know, you, you can sit there on the beach and watch fucking, I don't know how many heats I watched, like uh, probably 10 or 20. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, really, you only get that feeling from a surfer once or twice and it's either Jack or John. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's those two. Um, but yeah, epic performance, and certainly uh, those are the two waves that stood out for me as well. Best wipeout, uh, look, oh. Sophie McCulloch or Liam O'Brien, oh. which it's cosmic, <laughs> yes. isn't it? I mean, this is surfing's underground academic surf nerd power couple, <laughs> just both throwing the absolute kitchen sink at it and oh. getting it. Wow. I'm so wow. glad you picked out Sophie's wave because for me, I remember when I first caught that thing, I was like, you know the guttural scream mm. that, that you were doing for when you see something good? I had the night terror scream mm, when I saw that shrink. thing go down. <laughs> it was so heavy. I just can't believe it. But how's the fine line in just attack mode between making it and just getting absolutely fucked? Because like the attitude of Soph is no different to Molly's. Oh, like, totally. That's what I loved about it. She comes off the bottom, she hits almost on an identical section, yep. maybe bigger. Uh, and, you know, a bummer for Soph that she's uh, a first-round knockout in this comp because the f- how was just the absolute gumption to fucking go at that thing. Get You know what it reminded me of? It was like she'd been taped to a tennis ball, chucked in one of those throwing catapults that you see people down the beach with, but just fucking slung into the bedrock, mate. Just like fucking kapow. Like the wave just picked her up and fully like just cannonballed her into the reef. It was unbelievable. It full-blown ticker moment. I backed it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that comparison up with the Pickles rider closeout rear because, mm. yeah, they were identical in a lot of ways. It's just that... Sophie copped what could have been coming to the pickle. Like, she just showed the actual consequence of getting it wrong when you mm, attack a section like that. Exactly. Uh, and obviously, yeah, Liam O'Brien had his closeout belt to breakdance and backspin, <laughs> memed by the, the crew at Stab. Uh, yeah. Well played. Fuck, that was hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Lob, mate. He had a, a really strong Hawaiian leg, uh, you know, strong performance at pipe and uh, had that massive pipe wave in the free surf, uh, backed it up uh, with a solid performance at sunset, uh, eliminated his, his North Stratty rival, Ethan. And it's, it's crazy watching it from where I watched it on the beach, uh, kind of like looking into sunset. You, you couldn't pick him apart style-wise. Mm. Like, uh, he's so reminiscent of Ethan uh, with that kind of signature front style, super conviction, that that, that point break, uh, classical technique and, and, and tempo uh, of that uh, Nick Fanning, Joel Parkinson kind of uh, point break specialist, mm. but then able to really flare it out and add little uh, exclamation points all over the place. Fuck, he was ripping Lobby yeah, and man. charging. Yeah, I backed that 100. I, I realised uh, there's something about Lobby surfing that I've noticed for uh, a Pretty long time now. I reckon since that semi that he got to in, in Rotto. And that is he has the ability to sort of draw out his bottom turn. But when he hits the lip, if he really wants to attack it, he puts an extra sort of 20% on it. And it just looks so vicious, man. And 
That kind of was the big point of difference. I mean, aside from the fact that, yeah, Eath got a bit wave-starved, the way that Lobby was just bringing this extra bit of pepper and just fucking annihilating sections was, uh, you know, I guess what it screams to the judges is just pure intent, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, Ethan, uh, bit of a, a, a sort of a bummer that that result went down for him because uh, even though he's he's had a pretty good Hawaiian season, I think he got like fifth at Pipeline and a ninth at Sunset. He would have been, I think, probably not as happy as he should be leaving Hawaii considering the surf and what it was doing. That's just so in his wheelhouse, man. Sunset was a bit of a missed op for him, but... You know, you just have those heats where the waves are just completely fucking in the other spot. Wherever you are, it's breaking somewhere else. Sunset in particular. Um, but uh, he did, in saying that, man, the fucking what? Did you cop that one big roundie he did in an earlier heat? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pegged like, it to the wall. Brother, what about the fucking... Like, to me... That's why this event was a bit of a missed opportunity because nobody, like no one, not even Phil, I don't reckon, can fucking put that much drive into their turns. Like the distance he covered and the way that he was able to tweak that rebound into a full-blown backside re-entry in like 100% power mode was just astounding. Like that was my favorite fucking like turn of the event. Essentially threw a a nine at him. A molly snap. A a nine at him for a, a figure eight rebound carve yeah. like the fucking you thought those days were gone but uh that thing was unbelievable mm. and yeah like you said the conviction and, and the accuracy with which you just let it rip on the rebound yeah. oh man that was just such a pure surfing moment oh. doff the cap to all yeah. the generations just sprinkling fucking cinnamon on a huge bowl of porridge mate. that's what that was tasty uh out of the sludge just bringing that really nice stuff but yeah, I mean, you look at you remember Phil's performance for last year, and there was moments where he was just looking so deadly, so stingy. But I just don't know, man. When it comes to class and just pure, pure line, like Ethan still feels like he's got way more to show us on that sort of canvas. Mm. Bring it on, bring it on, Smithy. Just on Philippe, uh, you know, he was actually hanging around on the North Shore for a long time. Uh, he was there throughout pretty much the whole Sunset mm. comp. Uh, I, I can remember seeing him on the beach, yeah, just, you know, watching sunsets, chilling with his mates, not surfing when it was cooking. Mm. Um, so he's fully in, in, in uh, rest and relaxation mode, just taking some time off from surfing and, and enjoying life by the looks of it and, and hanging out in, in some of the places he really enjoys, like Hawaii, without the pressure to compete and train and all well, that. Well, I mean, he's at the ISA Games now, so he's, he's back in the rashy. Mm. Um, I feel like maybe... <sighs> It's funny, isn't it? Like, you know, uh, part of you thinks, fuck, what's going on here? And then the other part, like, I, I kind of admire the fact that he went there and went, well, fuck, we've got to get extra spots for the team. Like, we haven't got Italo in the team. We haven't got Gabe in the team. Like, I'm a good shot at, at winning in these conditions. So he's doing it for his country. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I guess he's just all eyes on, on Tahiti now. Woo, brah. Oh, how cosmic I is know, it? I know. I oh, know. It's dude. outrageous. Oh, it's heavy. Wow, what's he thinking that he's he's gonna rock up to Chopes and 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 try and joust for a medal Jeez. at the world's heaviest left reef pass? I mean, like, if he's taking this time off, mate, literally leave the ISA ISA games in Puerto Rico and go straight there. Yeah, surf every fucking wave that comes through. 
until from now till the Olympics. That's it. Just post up in a farley there. That's it, and, mate. Uh, just paddle out, <laughs> paddle back. Don't even worry about the tinny, mate. Just poisson crew, poisson crew. Just eat the uh, the limed lemon. Just get stuck into it, bro. The limed fishies. Yeah, just just eat so much lemon that it, it's come. It's it's coming from the inside out when yeah. you get uh, inevitably reef ravaged. <laughs> I think that's part of his problem. The PTSD from that lime scrub down and the one psycho one he packed, I I still don't reckon he's forgotten the sting from that. Oh, mate. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Best heat, Vaughn. Look, notable mentions to John John in the round of 16, wiping the floor with Miguel. Again, I watched it from the beach, and it was mesmerizing. Talk about a power surfing clinic mm-hmm. in waves of consequence. That's as good as you'll see. Just the conviction and pure curry he was attacking the yeah. lip line with. Uh, the technical brilliance to rip through the wobble and chop and attack a Pacific lip line. Mm. Fuck, it's, it, it, yeah, it, it kind of defies words. It, it's in that sublime stratosphere. Yeah. You know, you're just watching him. You kind of can't see the bottom turn because of the angle. You're just watching him come from nowhere and just rocket into the lip line with so much speed and power. Uh, just mesmerizing stuff. Um, his quarter with, with Geordie Smith was mm. a battle royale too. Uh, that that seven three three for a single turn. He dropped that signature upside down karate kick in the back out of it. And yeah, just his timing to to club and carve across the lip line of descending Hawaiian juice, as I mentioned. Insane. Yep. Geordie got the nod in that one on account of a mental tube, uh, but it was close, and John was swinging right till the end. So sick when you see these kind of sleeping giants like Geordie come to life and do the kind of surfing we know he can, and it brings the best out of that next generation. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was amazing to see, but uh, yeah, I, I was on the beach for Jack Robbo's final, and, and that was just... I just got fully caught up in that. Sick, um, yeah, what a win it was. Yeah, I had a – for best heat, uh, I was a bit like you. I was kind of like looking around going, the John John Geordie heat was probably the closest thing we saw to a bit of a slugfest when you had these mouth-watering sort of, uh, I don't know, battles all through the draw. Like when Canella and Griffin got sort of drawn against each other early, I was just going, oh, God, I'm, I can't wait to watch this because they're the heats when you know there's a little bit of spice underneath it all. Uh, but they all end up being a bit lopsided, you know. And um, I, I just felt like uh, what I tapped into and what got me really pumped in this event was that the back half of the draw had this little run where it went um, Lobby versus Ewing, O'Leary versus Callanan, which set up like a Lobby Arcal Heat, which then set up the Arcal Jack Heat. So for an Aussie surf fan, there, you just couldn't believe you, – you, you couldn't – fucking know who to go for, man. I was just going, oh, no, oh, go, go. Like, it's just screaming, just so caught up in these guys doing well. And uh, it was just a dream run, really, for for the Aussies in this one. And all the surfing that went down, like, even if it was a bit lopsided in some heats, just to see these guys just fucking go at it and rip the shit out of it was so fun, dude. Mm. And uh, similar in the women's side with, you know, Molly just continuing her charge, uh, Betty Lou as well. I thought the heat, the best heat was probably Molly and, and Breeza in that semi just because you're up against, you, you got the last two winners of Sunset up against each other and Molly pulls out that snap and you're just going, wow, this is so sick, man. So, yeah, best heats. So there was there was actually plenty that I really loved, but I just really enjoyed that story playing out. You know, Lobby getting the win over Ethan, um, Callan and then getting it over Lobby. Like, fuck, it was, it was joyful, mate. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, just just a, a quick look inside the mechanics of that final, the the Canola Jack yeah. one. Um, yeah, Jack opened it with an eight one seven for some signature rail work in the bowl, a nice opening hook onto the foam ball, and buries a bottom turn in that in, in that kind of into that signature layback hack, Andy Irons esque, uh, and an end section tag and. I just thought this was really interesting. This is why this was my favorite heat. Um, because right away, Jack has just put the blowtorch mm. on Kanoa. You know, there's this sense of foreboding sets in immediately yeah. in Kanoa's camp and yeah. across the beach. It's just like, oh, we're going to see an absolute Vortex Shaman clinic. Um, and that pressure, it showed immediately because Kanoa's first wave, Jack is right in his grill as he mm. takes off. He bat- Even though he doesn't have priority, he, he battles him right to the death on the inside, just letting him know that he's there. <laughs> the last thing Kanoa sees yes. is Jack just breathing down his neck yeah. as he takes off. And I think that, that that can create a little bit of agitation, a little bit of anger, you know, like, fuck this guy, like, yeah. I'm going to fucking rip this thing. Uh, because what ends up happening... Uh, yeah, Kanoa, he, he rips off a, a savage down carve in the bowl before being presented with the perfect sunset end bowl. It was a, a pick-your-turn moment. Mm. He could have glued anything to that coping. Uh, instead, he tries to throw the kitchen sink at a layback finna gouge and loses it. Just a terrible mistake. Like, a solid finish on that wave gives him a seven at the very least, realistically, probably an eight. Mm. Um, but instead, he blows the turn and gets a 3-8-3 three, three or whatever it was. Jack applies... More heat on the back of that era uh, with a, a, a mental carve to close out hit combo. Another one of my favorite waves mm. from this event, just for the pure cat-like reflexes and manhandling of Pacific Wobble. Uh, he somehow cuts his carve short and in the one motion gets up and through that weird wobble, uh, it almost at an impossible angle, but somehow still gets up and over the section for a 617. Kanoa keeps pace with, with a dubious seven for a small sunset wave. Uh, he manages to get a, a bonus inside track on it and rip off a few turns. Sick first turn, burgers out into nothing. He hits the inside track and does a buttery lip slide. Rio, close out bash, 7-3-3. Right now, when, when he drops the 7-3-3, he'd be in the lead mm. uh, if he had not melted on that, that yep. first wave. Yep. So, but instead... Jack's got the rhythm. He's got the money. He's got the read. He gets that crazy one that there should have been 10 next. Um, and it's basically all she wrote at that point. Mm, uh, mm. Kanoa's f- pretty much comboed. Uh, although finishes on a heat, uh, the heat on a high with a, a buttery three-turn combo. Two rips out of the top with an end section lead-footed under the lip jam for a 7-8-3 and a massive total. Yeah. Uh, cashed in over 15 points. Um, so could have easily won that final had yeah, Jack not really managed the mind games and, and pressure so mm. well off the bat. It, it was a clinic from the Vortex show. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I remember, uh, I think Strider said during the broadcast, you know, Snake Lips was screaming at Canal, don't even look at a wave that isn't an eight. And it just, it just adds another element of like, fuck, okay, I've got to step it up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't think that's bad coaching or anything. That's just fucking like... Fuck, of course you're going to like keep their mind on the game and try to get him out of the headspace on the of the other surfer. But Robbo just looked like he fucking knew exactly what the plan was. Like it didn't even, it, even though I personally felt like fuck, this will be a dangerous final. It just looked like he had no doubt in his mind he was just going to fucking rip through that thing and win it. Like it just was an insane performance, but. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing heat, amazing performance from by Jack Robbo and. Mm. 
Such an uncharacteristic, so such, such an uncharacteristic error from Kanoa on that first wave. It, yeah, it just, yeah, it, right. just, it just reeked of a, a, a brain explosion. Mm. He just went so hard at that section. Uh, didn't need to completely cost yeah. him the final and be kicking himself. Fully, fully, yeah. And like with the women's final, uh, I don't know if you've got notes for that there, but um, it was almost like a, a complete reversed final of the pipe final with Molly and Katie. It was like, you know, Molly had the best sing- single wave in the pipe final. She was chasing down a shitty nothingness to, to get the win. Same thing happened with Betty Lou. And uh, the difference in energy from the semifinals and the quarterfinals into that final was so radical, man. Like, Molly looked so gassed. Her surfing kind of lost a little bit of spark, but she just got hunty on the inside. And, and that was another thing that Snake Lips said, you know, like, you got to get out there. Or maybe Micro said it, actually. you just got to be catching waves. And so she just went to that tactic. Like, there were times where she was just paddling for stuff. And I was going, man, conserve your energy. Surely you've got, like, another score. And she was like, fuck it. I'm not waiting around. Let's just let's just turn the screws. And, uh, yeah, that gritty sort of let's get in the fight that both Aussies had. Oh, oh it makes you proud, Smithy. Yeah, and, and put a bit of gamesmanship. Put a bit of heat on your competitor. Not, not just... Uh, beat them on rail in the water with, mm. with clinical surfing, but actually a bit of gamesmanship, get up in the grill, up in the space of them, uh, you know, make a bit of noise, that, that kind of stuff that really agitates your opponent. I love all that shit. Yeah. Uh, and my biggest melt actually was Betty Lou um, losing that final, needing well, a mid-four or something. And, um, yeah, just getting found out of position. Like, she held priority for the, the last, I don't know how long it was, oh, t- 10 minutes, ages, 5 man. minutes. An it, it was an age. It felt like an age. Uh, and, you know, needing a mid-four, you were backing her in all the way. That's basically one turn. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty much pump and sunset. It's it's a wave that's in her backyard. Yeah. She lives there on the North Shore. She would have spent more time out there than probably anyone else in the lineup. And yet, somehow gets found out of position. Mm. Those two waves came to her. The ones she needed, they arrived. Yeah. And they just landed straight on her head. Uh, and the old North Shore parable delivered by the great pious surf monk, Turtle, definitely applies here, Vaughn. <laughs> when the wave breaks here, don't be there. Yeah. Well, Betty Lou was there and it cost her what should have been a victory. Um, she'll be playing bed karate for weeks after oh, that one. Oh, mate. But uh, – if you want to be silver lining guy, which I don't mind in putting that hat on, is um, what a season from Betty Lou. Oh. Like, just last year felt like a, a rookie, felt like a, a new face on tour. This year has just established herself as a full-blown leader of the next big push. And, um, you know, you look at one, two, three on the ratings, it's Katie, Molly, and Betty Lou, mate. I mean, uh, not in that order. It's Molly in the gold jersey. So... Yeah, I mean, oh, worrying times, my friend. Worrying times as the generation gap begins to widen. I've got to throw a little bit of white chocolate John John's way too. Uh, going down to the original white chocolate, <laughs> Geordie Smith, at home, at sunset, at a way oh. he's so suited to and, and looked unbeatable in until the big man got him. And not only uh, did he get John white chocolate, but... Jordy got his highest score in 833 for a mental cone yeah. under John's priority. I mean, mm. come on, John. Yes. He'll be sniffing out those inside ones. Uh, he can't be on the Murray Cod in conditions like that, right? Mm. I mean, Jack Robbo's not letting an inside nug Is go under Is this your big him. melt? Is this your pure melt? It's a little melt. It's a little because melt. Because John was yeah. amazing in that heat, and, and yeah. it was a great heat, but... I just thought he probably should have got It had its with the Betty Lou's about it, didn't it? Mm. Just sort of like not in the spot where he needed to be. Which not, you, you could fucking never see that happen to Jack or John John. Ever. Uh, Jack or... 
uh, well, John got found out of, out that's of right. position. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, that that's what blew me away. Mm. I, I couldn't believe he he let a waiver that quality go under him with priority. But I, I, I'm guessing too. You know, I don't know how much time John really spends it at Sunset. It, the wave gets pretty busy. It's mm. you know, there's a lot of pumping waves over that way, and maybe it's just a a little bit of a, a symptom of of just not really putting the reps in that he probably should. I don't mm. know. I, I I can't really explain it any other way. What, how Geordie gets the, the rub on him over there in, in conditions like that. Biggest surprise, Vaughn. Well, it is the resurgence of white chocolate in the proving grounds. Under that hot, hot Hawaiian sun of all places, <laughs> the big South African blew the cobweb, cobwebs he? off and has set him up for a tilt at the title, would you believe? Yes, mate. I can't believe, believe it. Dare a, f- dream? a fifth and a third in his first two comps of the year. This is world title shit. I mean, can he, can he pull a Sonny, an Oki, a Paco, a late, a late career tilt at the title? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wow. Finishing it up at Trestles, uh, one of his adopted homes, and... Yeah. Uh, the North Shore being the other one. Yeah. So he does have a house there. He was at, he's at home in the conditions there. He's literally at home. I was watching him ride his push bike from the contest site to his home in yeah. between heats. Uh, so, yeah, he set him up. Bells set himself and up really they, well. they play into his, into his Mate, strengths, man. That's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, his rail game is definitely his strength. It's so devastating. It's it, It's been his signature for at least a decade mm. plus. Um, and yeah, you, you're looking at the waves in this next little stanza before the cut. They're all, you know, long period, rippable with big bowls and, and plenty of push yep. apart from Panish. So yeah, the, the tour is set up nicely for Geordie to really build some momentum in this uh, first period. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm frothing. And you know what? He looks fucking lean, mate. He looks fit, bruh. He looks like a pork strap, mate. No fat. <laughs> just a tube sock of just fucking protein. And um, I don't know, man. He just, yeah, I I, I uh, was tripping, I think, post-heat. I was just sort of like checking out his physique and his swagger and just where he's at. And it's kind of like almost the Slater letting go mentality, you know. Like, I guess you just have expectations heaped on you for so long. And you aren't sort of committed to getting the best out of your performance after a while. You know, he's had a baby. He's had been married. He's got probably financially secure. And maybe just in this off-season, he went, fuck it. I'm going to have a, a red-hot tilt mm. at this. Because I don't think he's looked better physically in a long time, man. And through that early part of his career, it's worth remembering how much time and energy he was dedicating to putting free surfing oh, sections to, together. Yeah. Like, he had some of the best free surfing yeah. sections in the world. Well, stranger he, Than Fiction in particular. And then... Um, um, modern collective. Yeah, modern collective. He had, uh, you know, uh, a series of other kind of free surfing edits that were, were pretty lengthy. And I feel like he was uh, in those in that realm. He was still competing. You know, he didn't want Dane to get ahead of him, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he was looking at those guys, going, "I still want to be the most, or if not the most, one of the most progressive guys in the world with the best section." So that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of competing there. I'm not sure how good it is for your competitive surfing going on those free surfing trips and attempting these kind of high-velocity one-hit manoeuvres, mm. uh, that kind of super explosive but but low-percentage style of surfing. Like, it's it's not – I don't think it's as easy as people think just to transition from one style to the other yeah. where it's all about keeping the percentages high, linking manoeuvres, flowing, putting yep. waves together. Like, it's chalk and cheese, those two styles. Yeah. Big time. Uh, best performance, pickle all day. Defending Sunset champion takes it out again uh, and drops her second groundbreaking historic manoeuvre 
uh, in as many events. Uh, yeah, the the result never really looked in doubt either. She was kind of cantering to victory um, in every heat except for that final yep. against Beverly Lou, where, where she left the door open. But yeah, uh, you know, did all the right things, applied pressure yep. uh, where necessary. And got the nod, so well yeah, played. Uh, it's been a season to remember. I, I think it's one that uh, you know. I, I said it to her on the phone when we spoke. I was just like, this. This isn't just about having your name on trophies and, and etching your name into the into the books. You know, into the statistics. This is like etched into folklore surfing, man. This is the kind of stuff that when you go back through the history of of Hawaiian, you know, the great Hawaiian moments, you, you think of things like AI at fucking just gigantic pipe, just absolutely fucking dominating you think of like kong those years where he was just destroying sunset you know this season will be the season that molly picklin became the great hawaiian fucking charger dude um it's just yeah she, she will live in this sort of like ethos that is beyond just the results and uh that's the ultimate compliment as well as getting to lift that trophy man mm. it's pretty special um the breakthrough performance that I had uh, noted down, though, was Callanan. I just, I was going, man, this guy has just no right to really fucking do what he did out at Sunset based on the years that he's been on tour and the, the results he's had there. Mm. So just watching him sort of like, you know, just do these psychotically driven out, long drawn bottom turns. They were so V8 Formula One, man. And he just was bashing the lip, like fucking hooking it either underneath or fucking going that one step further and doing the tail blow, the classic Arkell tail blow. Jeez, it, it, it got you fucking pumped up for him. And I, it's like this is where you want him in O'Leary's bra to be. You want him to be in the top 10 convo mm. two events into the season and not having to think about that fart, whiffy cut because mm. um, that just loads that pressure. And you can't surf free with that pressure on your shoulders, man. It, it, we've seen it just... We've seen it happen, you know, Owen Wright, for example. He, he didn't have to come off tour that year. He didn't have to retire prematurely. He, he was good enough to keep going. But the cut, the pressure, mm. it, it can bring the best undone, man. So, so sick to see Callanan just get it done. I thought, ah, oh, yeah, some of those fucking bottom turn, top turn combos were just disgustingly sick, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he has the mechanics and raw talent to be a world champ. Yep. Uh, and, and there is no weak point in his surfing. It, it's really just a matter of putting it together on the yep. day, getting the, the mental aspect right. Uh, but anyone who's spent any time with him, like surfing in the flesh, he's mesmerizing. Oh. He's in that Medina kind of conversation where you're going, what is this guy doing? He's, mm. he's, this is a different sport. Yeah. Like every section is just exploding with cartwheeling backside 360 finners and um, just uh, the the kind of sinewy athletic frame and, and the way he's able to just coil up mm. and explode into the lip line, frontside and backside, mate. Yeah. He is one of the great and surfers man, like, on the planet when he puts it together. This, this next comp, Portugal, kind of suits him like as good as anywhere because he doesn't mind these sort of shift and beaches with a tube section and a oh, big yeah. fucking ramp on that, the That's end. his bread and butter. Yeah. Newcastle is that. You yeah. know, plenty of juice down there uh, and, and, and constantly kind of unruly rip-bowly beach breaks with heaps of course. 
Yeah. Imagine the fuck. You could get Imagine on a Callanan and an O'Leary just with steamrolling confidence. Like another good result here and just watch their years just explode, mm. bruh. My breakthrough, Liam O'Brien. Uh, I just thought he's announced himself as a, a proper contender with a really strong North Shore season here. Uh, his versatility is what really impresses me, that surgical, ultra-stylish frontside approach, mm. you know, reminiscent of his North Stratty rival, Ethan Ewing. Fucking sends it. Yep. Lob does. Uh, really, really good in the tube, and in waves of consequence. And knows his way around some big boned-out straight airs, backside and front. Uh, it's just a matter of self-belief. Uh, but he's such a savvy competitor and, and self-aware human. He seems pretty well unflappable. He's a bit of an ice man. Uh, you know, I speak to him a bit, and uh, I saw him a, a bunch of times over yep. there on, on the North Shore. And he's just got this really even-keeled, stable demeanor. He doesn't hit the high highs or mm. the, the low lows. He's really centered. And, yeah, you know, it takes a rare bird to go through what he did with the the broken leg on the morning of the Pipe Masters. We all know the story. Um, Doesn't whinge about it, gets the wild – doesn't get the wild card, gets straight back on tour and starts scalping cunts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I just love everything about his trajectory to this point. And it's really finding its mark in in super consistent performances. Uh, You know, I even just love the fact that he took it to Flores on debut. Like, I I love the lack of respect given to veterans. Like, fuck him. Like, you're not there to give cunts respect. You're there to win heats, make money, provide for your family, and you don't get that from giving your heroes and, and, and veterans yeah. free reign. So, nah, man, nah, he's definitely got cunt in him, eh? He's fucking, it's there, mate. It might not be uh, obvious, but burly heads, mate. You don't come from burly without having a little bit of fair dinkum, true blue, you blue, flexing Aussie cunt in you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I uh, am so frothing on the lobby. I get the feeling, man, I just get the feeling that. If it isn't happening already, most of the guys on tour, when they know they've got him in a heat, fucking actually hate it. Like they in their brains going, "Fuck no!" Like he, he might not appear on paper to to fans of pro surfing to be that guy, but I reckon almost everyone on tour now would be going, "Oh no, this is this is going to be hard," because they're dealing with a fucking cold blooded killer with a fucking brain in his head, mate. Yeah, and you know he's going to put up big norm- yeah. big numbers. He's just yeah. such a consistent performer. He reminds me of those kind of Miguel Pupo, semi-Pupo guys where you, you, they're not the the, the high-profile mm. superstars, but fuck, they always seem to get more yep. heat wins than you think they're going to get and, and end up in that kind of pointy end of the, yep. the event. Uh, well, he's hoping anyway. What does it all mean? Oh, hang on, mate. Uh, I've got to give uh, a breakthrough to uh, Gabrielle O'Brien. Like, everyone knows she's good at Sunset, but uh, I was dead set watching a few uh, of her waves just in the highlight packages, and she is she is, she's just in that convo with the other women who are at the top of the rankings as someone who is not scared to go at it. Like, fuck, man. She was doing turns and ripping the rail through as hard as anyone in that comp. Like, proper knifing, edgy power turns. And I also want to throw Isabella Nichols in that convo because, gee, she flies under the radar, man. She went off at pipe. Like, she got big barrels. That's two years in a row that she's done it. And at sunset, I don't know if you copped her her best heat. I think it was, like, the, the heat after the elimination, whatever, round three or whatever. And she was so strong, man. And uh, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. But one thing I haven't touched on is the pure melt. Do you want to go there? Yeah. Have you have you got a melt? I had my melts. I I uh, I, I, I threw. What did I go with? Uh, Betty Lou. In the oh, final Betty Lou. Yeah. Uh, okay. A, a little a little white chocolate. Let on. me just sprinkle a couple of pure melts on you because um, there's two that stand out to me, and the first one is Medina, mate. Two 
like second round losses, yeah. two events in a row. Shadow of his former self. It at is. This point. What is going on? <clears throat> What's in his head? Is he concerned? Does he give a fuck? Like, it's so bizarre that we're two comps in and there is no Medina. And you could almost say that for the entire Brazilian Storm, man. You got to go all the way down to 13th on the rankings to get to the first Brazilian. That's Italo. Two comps in. Mm. Um, yeah. shout, out, shout out to Italo, too, because during that big free surf, he packed. And delivered, got blown out of one of the great yep. pipe cones uh, out of anyone on, on tour or in the world. So just well, a, a quick doff of the gas. That's it, man. Kilo. But Philippe's like withdrawal from this year's tour has sort of exposed that where are the Brazilians at the moment? Like, and how has this been sort of on the decline? And we've we haven't noticed because Phil's been so dominant. I mean, Shiashiank has been there too. So it's it's a bit of a, t- a it could be too early to be flying this flag of like, are they gone? Like, has the storm passed us? Mm. But results-wise right now, it's a it's a big question that's that's going to start getting asked more and more. It, it seems to me the North Shore is a place that, it, look, it doesn't suit the Brazilian skill set. Like, they've done well there, Italo, uh, Gabby in particular. Yeah. But this is on the back of having to put in huge hours in the lead-up to events. Like, they have to go there early, commit, you know, get really acclimatized to the conditions. If they're not willing to go there and put the time in, they're probably not going to perform well there. Mm. They're, they're not naturals. Uh, you know, the exception to that is someone like Miguel Pupo, who's you know, amazing at pipeline and always seems to be at the pointy end. But, yeah, like, if they're not fully invested 100% in, in doing all the reps in the lead up to a pipe masters and, mm. and a sunset event, then I'm kind of unsurprised to see them down where they are mm. in the doldrums. Cause it, it's just like, you know, we're talking about long period, heavy water, hollow waves, yeah. no aerials. It's all about, uh, you know, just pure rail technique and, and, and tube technique. And neither of those things, like you know, there's been a, uh, the, the odd exception to that rule, but, um, neither of those things are, are, are purely uh, a Brazilian skill set, mm. I wouldn't say. Interesting. Well, I, I'm just uh, – more than anyone, Gabby fascinates me. Like, I'm like, where does a three-time champion, like, after a start like this, find the motivation? Like, is he is he more likely to sort of lose interest in this year's tour or is he more likely to sort of start getting stuck into it? Because we saw a lot of gym work and stuff on his Instagram. I mean, mm. I don't know if he does that for fun or – because he's going to a fucking party with Neymar, or what's going on, Robert? <laughs> I just don't know if, if leg presses are, are really, uh, you know, the ideal preparation for uh, knife and one at maxing pipeline or backdoor. Uh, like, pretty pretty wild, isn't it? But, I mean, you know, he's got the runs on the board. It's just a fucking bizarre start. And the other big one, dude, same boat, multiple world champ, two second-round losses, Tyler Wright. Mm. And I just imagine that, like, I mean, man, She's outside the cut line for a start. So that's just bizarre for someone who, you know, basically without her two biggest rivals of the last 10 years, they're off tour. It's got to feel weird with the amount of noise going on around women surfing right now to not even feature in that conversation at all. Like, there's no mention, man. Like, she's, she's it's almost like she's invisible at the moment. Um, that's just how dominant these this next generation has been. So... Big questions for uh, Tyler coming into Portugal and, and then the Aussie leg. But, I mean, you know, you don't knock champions. You don't write them off. It's just, like, very interesting start to the year for, for Medina and Tyler Wright. Mm. What does it all mean 
It means a clean sweep for the Aussies at sunset. It means Molly Picklam is the form surfer on the planet right now, male or female. Um, it means, as you mentioned, Vaughan, Brazil has six men missing the mid-year cut at this point and, and zero males in the top 12. Uh, it means John John Florence is back in yellow after a super consistent Hawaii season. Uh, got Jack Robinson second, Baron Mamiya third, Jordy Smith fourth. Interesting to note what all those guys have in common is that they all spend huge chunks on the North Shore mm-hmm. each year. I mean, John and Baron live there. Geordie has a house there. Jack has spent more time there than probably anyone else on tour apart from those that live yeah. there. Uh, and then you've got Connor O'Leary in fifth. O'Leary, So, yeah, uh, we now head to Portugal where just looking at the, the long-range forecast, it's looking promising in that kind of four to eight foot range for the, mm. for the first five or so days of the waiting period. Winds are an issue at that point. Looks uh, cross and kind of onshore, but we know from pipe how much wind forecast can change. So, yeah, w- w- looks like we could be on it. Mate, I'm pumped. Uh, early days, Smithy. Early days, mate. I don't want to start fucking pulling out me flags and uh, me boxing kangaroo paraphernalia. And but, but fuck, it's looking good for Australia, mate. Eh? Too early to rip, rip the scab off a couple. Start cheersing a few glasses for the fucking Australians. Hey, 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 fucking can't stress, mate. <laughs> anyway, I'm fucking yeah. I'm so pumped on the start of the year. Uh, another thing that has just sort of like dawned on me with the surf being so fun and the comps being really good watches, man. Like, you were there at sunset. So it's a different thing when you, your feet are in the sand and you're fucking watching comps, you know. Like you say, you get to sort of get a whole different experience of the atmosphere and the vibe. But when there's pumping waves, mate, the fucking was kicking boots come off, hey. Like, oh, yeah. it's been so quiet in terms of just people really having a lot to whinge about. Um, the big day missed at pipe. That was kind of like the... the the only real bit of noise ripping in a fill for uh, you know the the big puckered year off is is another one. But generally speaking, like pro surfing's having a fucking good moment here, man. And mm. I just wanted to continue because I fucking love uh, I love competitive surfing, mate. I love it. I love it when the Australians are, are doing well. Gives us lots to uh, enjoy and cheer about. And um, yeah, what the fuck is going to happen over here in in Portugal? Just Please, Huey, bring the swell, man, because mm. I would love to see Medina get back in this world title race, find his form, and and get it done over there, or at least final against Callanan or someone who deserves a big win. Yeah, you'd expect the Brazilians to rally. You know, it's a beach break, an A-frame. There's likely to be tubes. There's likely to be ramps. Jao Chiang is the defending champ with that insane That's clinic right. of tube riding. Last year, obviously, no sign of him following uh, that near-death wipeout at Pipe. Mm. I don't know if you've heard anything... Uh, just uh, on a very slow healing oh. process here, mate. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> super tubes. It's the ideal wave for Brazilians to do well, but I'm not sure we're going to see it. Uh, you know, there's so much confidence in the Australian camp. It feels like all the potential of our surfers is finally being realised. You know, your you, you Jack Robbos, your you Callanans, your Liam O'Briens, your Ewings, your O'Learys, they're all in the top ten. Uh, you got Chippo, he made his debut at this wave freaking eons ago, mm. like 11 years ago or something. He's a 15-year-old. Beat Slater to help Mick uh, win a world title, as you would well remember, Vaughan. Cal Robson had the 10 there last year. Um, looking further afield in the draw, you got these resurgent names like John and Geordie. There's no Philippe. There's Medina with the back-to-back 17ths. 
Uh, not looking anything like the Medina nah. of old. Nah. I, I think, yeah, I, I feel like the the wind has been sucked from the Brazilian well, storm a touch. Yeah. So, I mean, if they've they got, don't they've, they've, if they don't perform well here, they're done. Like, oh. they're, I, I'm pretty well ready to to write them off in terms of winning a world title this year because, like, this wave couldn't be more tailor made mm. um, for the Brazilian skill set. And mate, uh, just a final word, goat. Goat watch. Ooh, jeez. It's it's, it's uh, ugly. Yeah. Geez. I mean, um, he has got that much gut, like cut fart just wafting around in his <laughs> nostrils, mate. I don't think he can take a breath without just that stanky, rank gut bomb of cut going straight up into his nose hairs. And does he give a fuck? I mean, it, I guess... I, the only thing I can think is that he's just sticking around to the Olympics so that if America somehow get this ISA spot, he's in there somehow. I mean, mm. I just don't know. It seems bizarre. Like, it's not going to be a final lap if it ends at Margie's. You know what I mean? It's it's a final half lap. Oh, it's, it's just it's ugly. It, it, it's oddly comic, though. Um, we know that there's definitely been plenty of rumblings from CT surfers about him taking that wild card. They believe, you know, just just call it go, mm. give it to a hungry young guy on the on the come up. Yeah, even Parko and Mick were just both scratching their heads, going, "Why?" Yeah. So by extending his tenure to now get unceremoniously cut at Margaret River, one of his least favorite waves. Mm. Uh, is kind of a, a fitting end to a, a, a bit of a selfish final chapter, you might say. Some would say. Mm, maybe. Um, and in terms of the women at Portugal, Vaughan, defending champ Katie Simmers. Yep. Uh, she's got an event win to her name already and a fifth. Uh, so, yeah, she's second in the world. She's going to take some stopping. But, of course, her rival and mate, the pickle, sitting pretty in the yellow leaders jersey, a runner-up in an event win, absolutely steaming. Holy smokes, cannot wait to see those two go at it again. Betty Lou, a real surprise packet too, as you mentioned, Vaughn. Uh, she's been right there with Molly these first two events. Pipped in the semi at Pipe, pipped in the final at Sunset, obviously. Nice rivalry developing there. So, yeah, four to six-foot beach break. Tubes is the ideal mm. octagon to settle these disputes. Let's get it on. Oh, I love it, mate. And I'm just as frothing to see Molly, Katie, Betty Lou, and our Sal and Tyler and everyone else. But you just can't wait to see them go at it again. You literally kind of count down the seconds. Eh? It's, it's a glorious time for women surfing, man. It's a glorious time for pro surfing. Just keep that swell coming. Yeah, bro. Competition surfing. Rashes. Pure tour nerdism.